small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis. I'm Kyle Dotson. Oh, I'm uh, Mario Del Barrio. Mario Del Barrio is here tonight, folks. Uh, the reason Mario is here, one, one, not this won't be your last time here, but this is your third time. Uh, this is third my last time. A charm. Are we doing extra kink stuff? No, no, no. You are, uh, you are currently um, supporting us via Patreon. Yes, as every, as all of your listeners should. So you. You're on the tier where you get to come back and host and pick the topic. I did that on purpose because we are going to have a fun time talking about the great warrior poet Ice Cube. I will. <laughs> I will talk. Look, Bring in some body count. <laughs> here's the deal. No matter who you want to do, I'll do it and I'll take it serious and I'll do my. It doesn't I, I, mean that I'm going to like the artist, but I'll a, do it. There's a conductor at the symphony. We could get in here. <laughs> no, that's what my my uh, father-in-law <laughs> Philip. There's some conductor out here. Yeah. I don't know what his name is. Who is it? Let's make, make up a pretentious name. Reginald. <laughs> Reginald. Reginald Von Johnson. Is, yeah, is Reginald it, Von Johnson. Was it, is it Salonen? Esapeka Salonen? The, the conductor of the LA Philharmonic? It might be him. And, and he'll say, you should have him on your show. And if I'm just is, like. Yeah. We could talk about the ring no, cycle. No, stop. You stopped saying that. Stop what? agreeing with him. <laughs> Why not? Because I don't know anything about that guy. No one. I don't want people to. St- I want people to he to could, support us through Patreon. I don't want people to stop downloading. He could he could drop names more names than David Wilde, but they'd be names that no virtually not. none of our audience would know. Yo Yo Ma, maybe a Yo Yo Ma. Well, look, maybe I would that. have Yo Yo Ma on. Okay. Which where, where I'm from is an insult. I would even have Yo 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 Yo's Mama on. <laughs> I'd be Yo Yo Mama. No, he's good with a Yo Yo. Yo Mama, I'd have Yo Mama on. <laughs> Look, speaking of, we're going to get into it in a minute, but since we, since Patreon came up and naturally, uh, it actually did kind of came up naturally. I, uh, I want to give, I want to give organically is the word. See yeah. you podcast, the superiority complex. That's podcast. right. Thank you. Love with, the title. Not supported by uh, Patreon as of yet. I'm waiting to see how it goes with you mm-hmm. before I lay it on all three of my listeners. Well, here's the deal. So far, um, so far we're doing, we're doing, we're doing fine. We have like 58 patrons. But I, I, I want to reach out to, I look, I know how many people download and listen. I see the numbers on Art19. and, and We all, see you. We see we you. Know. We know. <laughs> and so I'm reaching out to you guys. You know, the people that don't engage with us on Twitter yeah. or Facebook. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of you. So go over to Patreon. It's uh, patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Sign up for the $2 tier. That's a set it and forget it. If you guys would do that, that would be uh, that would you would really be supporting us. You won't even can't even imagine how great that would be. And right now, yes, Kyle. No, I'm just listening. If I may, as a as a fellow podcaster, mm-hmm. and God, don't think I didn't hate saying that. But as a fellow <laughs> podcaster, um, a hey, lot just of, as a human being, people don't realize the the amount of work. Now you do an actual show where you have big guests. Mm-hmm. I have people I know on my podcast, but yeah. Uh, you have you have huge guests. You do a good job going out and getting guests. You have great topics. Um, you have giveaways now. Yeah. Um, you've always given stuff away, and that comes out of your pocket. You have to drive to the studio. 
Kyle has to be here. Yeah. And yeah. you guys are doing it for free. Sometimes I have to buy Kyle a donut or something. Sure. But you, and it doesn't seem like it would be, it sounds like, oh, he's having yeah. a, he loves music. He's having a good time. He's living the dream. Yeah. And it but is fun. And we do it is like fun, doing and it. We do love it. And we, it's not digging ditches and it's yeah. not, no, it's, it's not. not a million other jobs but that it, people it, do that people listen to do. So, but you don't think about, there's just tiny little incremental yeah. costs that add up. And yeah. you've always been a, a podcast yeah. that does that. You've, so, you give back to your listeners. I try. So, I really do try to. And we're and we're heading into our, our seventh year, uh, just in a couple weeks. Uh, year seven will start. And so I just felt after six years that that maybe it was time to maybe put this Patreon page up and uh, and see what happens. So um, certainly not begging, but uh, definitely asking uh, for your support. Do and it. I want to I want to run through some names because uh, you get a shout out on the show if you're uh, if you're supporting us. So. Uh, currently, we have West Anthony oh. and Kevin Harbarger, Amy Lehman, Josh Fitzgerald, Mario Del Barrio. There you go. Uh, Mike Betts, David Gutierrez, Daryl Asher. Gutierrez. Yes. Gutierrez. 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 Right. Thank you for, thank you for being here. <laughs> Daryl Asher, Carly Anderson, Michael Bagford, uh, Joe Dean, Jamie Miller, Hob the Troll. There's a guy that's, named Hob the Troll. That's Steve O'Dockerson, but oh, he's nice. listed as Hob the Troll. I met uh, Daryl Asher for the very first time uh, in real life. Sidney Richardson. Recently. Kyle, am I saying this right? Barry Giglio. I thought it was Giglio. God damn it, Barry. I'm going to take up a Patreon page and get Barry to... Is he the male Gigolo? No. Barry Giglio. He's, he's the European Giglio. Why do I always say Giglio? He's just a Giglio. He's just a Giglio. <laughs> Lance Dundee, Scott Boland... Oh, that's Steph Crocodile Anderson. Dundee. No. Crocodile Lance Dundee. Debbie Webb. <laughs> Keith Martz. Am I supposed to read these and we make fun of everyone's name? Eh, Jeffrey yeah. Scoble. Oh. David Salion. I got a shot so I don't get Scobles. Anymore. Our friend Craig Smith. David Watson. Jason Vogerl. Vogerl. Vogerl, yeah. I'm, good. I'm terrible with last names. Great with first names. Jason. Jason. And there's many others. I'll read awesome. some. I'll read some names later. But anyway. But uh, seriously, again, please give. I mean, I'm not here to shill for you, Pat. But yeah. it is. It's a good show. Well, thank you. And it's worth. It's two dollars a month. Just a lot of people might just worry that, or they just don't get around to doing it because it's, ah, it's only two bucks. He's not going to miss it. But it, it all helps. Oh my and God, I mean, if ridiculous. you think about it, for two dollars a month, you get in the giveaways. And you get in the giveaways. A, you're going to have a better chance yep. of winning the giveaway. I'm telling you, uh, the past three giveaways. Um, you know, what am I going to say? <laughs> oh, I was going to say you have a better chance because, you know, we used to do it on we Twitter. We used to just do it on Twitter and Facebook. So followers. Yeah, anyone or, could do it. Now it's a, now it's a smaller select group. Yeah. So if you get in there, you're, you're more yeah. likely to win it. Like this week, this week I gave away, um, and that's only the people that even answered the question. Yeah. So. So you got a great shot. You have a great <laughs> shot. So anyway, okay. Do enough it. shilling. That's it. You've probably fast-forwarded through this anyway. Kurt Schilling. Oh, there you go. Mario's here because We're it is time <laughs> to do part three of our kinks. This is our Return of the Jedi. Uh, I've been try- I want to get Siegel to do uh, the Rolling Stones 80s and beyond, and he is not having it, but he's going to do it. But we are doing the kinks 80s, steel wheels. 80s and beyond. Is that Steel Wheels? Is that 80s? Steel Wheels. Steel- no, I can't say that. Steel Wheels. <laughs> steel-, steel Wheels. 1989. How do you how do you say the name of the band that sung uh, "Stuck in the Middle" with with you? I say Steelers Wheel. Oh, there you go. You got it. Well, I I knew it was coming. So, <laughs> you know, if if I have to say, well, there's a couple things I can't say that they just run together. Do you like, know one, Kyle? 
No, not off the top of my head. All right. Uh, so we're doing Kinks, 80s and beyond. Love it. We did the 60s. We did the 70s, which was, what, 11 albums strong? Mm-hmm. Tonight we only have to cover, uh, what is it, six albums. Yeah. So it's six 20 albums, minutes in and out. 80s and I doubt that. <laughs> Mario and I are both sick. We have a little bit of a thing. Yes. and um, We're trying to give it to Kyle. I have a lozenge in my mouth because I'm trying not to cough. But Kyle has a... Kyle has a, a thing in front of him. He has a list, and it says coughing fits. Coughing fits. And if we get into a coughing fit, he has to mark down the time so that I can edit it out. Yeah. Well, so, what's, what's great now is, though, you can't see it at home, but... We're that each, wasn't a fit. That was just a cough. We're each about an inch from Kyle's face, mm-hmm. and we're talking right into his ear. Yep. Yeah, which is good. I'm drinking tea in anticipation of being sick. Anticipation? Yep. In anticipation? <laughs> yep. Don't ever make fun of how I talk, Mr. Anticipation. <laughs> Anticipation is making me wait. That's the great Carly Sassassassan. Carly what? Carly Sassassan sings Anticipation. Do, <laughs> what did I say on Twitter the other day? We were, we were uh, going back and forth. Something that made me unfollow you. It was, uh, we said something about, we were talking about one of the Kinks albums, and I said, I can't really hate the Kinks. I said, all the songs are my babies. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> you made a Fleetwood Mac reference. A Fleetwood Mac reference. You said... Uh, uh, <laughs> this might have been just a personal text. Was back that what it was? I think so. It was great. You called me, what's your name? You called me... Uh, Stevie Nicks. Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. You said, okay, Stevie Nicks. Okay, Stevie. I know it's not Carly Simon, but it took me there. It was the same. But you said... Uh, there, And then that reminded me of the funny story mm. you told about... Uh, Miss Stevie Nicks saying, I never had children, but this... I never had children. Actually, it's great that my voice is like this tonight because I've never had children. Uh, You know, we moved out here. Lindsay and I moved out here. I I was cleaning houses. He was teaching guitar lessons. And, you know, we didn't know what to do. And then uh, Mick Fleetwood called him in to audition for the band. He said he would do it, but he had to bring his girlfriend along. And that was me. And I went in and we, we wrote the first album. And although we broke up... Soon after rumors, we were uh, we never had children, we never got married, and that's okay because all these all the songs are my babies, and there's those are what I I, I bring up every year. I, I bring take my babies out on stage, and I, I I show everyone my babies every year. So that's right. <laughs> it was either Trump or Stevie Nicks. I couldn't tell. Well, it's Stevie. You know, the last time I was here, Trump was not president yet, and we were joking about it mm-hmm. still. Oh, yeah. The election had not happened. Here we are. I'm surprised. I, I, that's why we're recording this. I want to. I want to record this before you're deported. Yeah, or dead from you know from some sort of nuclear conflict. Oh yeah, sure. We're all gonna die anyway. So well, yeah. I'll never get deported. It's great to be in uh, New York or Washington and playing with the guy in North Korea, whose bomb can only reach California, <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco, Seattle. Yeah, fuck your sanctuary cities. Yeah, yeah. That's how he's gonna do it. Yeah, he's gonna get. That's how he's gonna get rid of all the Mexicans. He's yeah. gonna nuke L.A. He might have a deal with him. Probably. I'll let you. He's I'll got, let you. He's got deals all over the world. The best deals. Best deals. All right. Here <laughs> so we go. So good it's a knot. Yeah. 80s kinks. I never mentioned the kinks. <laughs> 80s kinks. Uh, they have five albums that came out in the 80s, and then they have one album that came out in the early 90s. Yeah. We're just doing the studio albums. There's some live albums in there. There's some compilations and stuff like that. But we're just doing it with straight up studio albums. And there's a few studio tracks here and there that were on live albums with studio tracks. We'll talk about those too. 
Sounds it's straight good. up. I'm ready. We're only doing the studios. We're not doing these, but sometimes we're going to do some of these. We're going to do, it's going to be all studio tracks. I'm not going to touch Medicaid. It's going to do all studio <laughs> tracks. I'm going to be the greatest tracks. All right, so. I'm sorry. I'm going to talk about these album covers too, the album cover art. That's so, like, I, I love talking about that. We got the running away from graffiti phase. All right, so the Kinks, they hit it out of the park with their first 80s release, in my opinion. May I just say something before we get started? Sure. Uh, like I haven't said already. Kyle mentioned before we got started, he was going to try to listen to all of the 80s Kinks albums to yes, surprise to us. to surprise us. How, and Kyle, what happened? Oh, I just like, I was listening at work, but then I kept having to do things at work that required other audio, so I couldn't, I couldn't sit there and listen to them. Like um, I wanted to, so then I just abandoned the I idea. wasn't trying to throw you under the bus, Kyle, but, the, okay. but I wanted to bring that up because it brings up a point. This is when uh, Kyle asked me if I was really pumped for this episode, and I said, <laughs> this is my least favorite era of the Kinks, or at least it was before we got started. Yeah. So I will tell you this. I sit here a changed man, and I, I've, I, I, think, I think I realized, and we'll, we'll get to it later, but I think I realized why I was so reticent to kind of embrace mm-hmm. the later era of the Kinks, but... Well, but I, mean, I listened to most of this album, and I liked a lot of it, and recognized a lot of the songs yeah, yeah. that I heard. There's some, there's some good stuff on this, uh, on this album. Yeah, this is de- this is uh, this fluctuates between my one and two spot. And they should call this album "Give Dave What He Wants" because he is all over this thing. Yeah, give Pat what he wants because he he just he wants to rock. This was uh, this is this was my introduction into the Kinks. I okay. don't know if that has anything to do with why I love it so much, but I was in eleventh grade. And my friend Jim Schultz, who co-hosted the John Mellencamp uh, is an asshole episode with us. <laughs> That's fine. That's just one. Not a coughing fit. Um, he bought this album because I think he um, heard Destroyer on the radio. Mm-hmm. And then I borrowed it from him. And I was like, what, what the hell? And I don't even know. I don't even know if I knew. Like, the like I think I probably, oh, oh, they, those guys did You Really Got Me. And they did. Oh, I know Celluloid Heroes, and I know, oh, I know Lola, but as far as knowing anything about the Kinks catalog, I did not. Sure. I just knew that this album was great, and now I was going to be uh, uh, seeking out other albums by the Kinks. Oh, that's so awesome. But um, this came out in 1981, uh, Arista Records. I think it's their fourth album for Arista Records, fourth studio album. And once they hit Arista Records, Clive Davies basically made them, suggested that they rock if they wanted to break into, back into the U.S. market. And they do. They become an arena rock band. So, I mean, from the 60s where they're, you know, you know British Invasion rock band and in the 70s with their, with their um, concept albums and theatrics. And then they, they just be, they become an arena rock band. I mean, they were, you know, playing all the big sheds that, Rush and Kiss and all those bands were playing at the time. It's funny because I read a, a piece with uh, with Mick Avery and he said at this time, Ray really was trying to change his writing to a little bit more of a simplistic style so that it could be something that people could sing along to at concert and in giant venues. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't sing a song like Village Green Preservation Society in a giant. In a no. giant. So you know, but uh, at the same time, a lot of that. Ray still has his writing style still sneaks into some of these. Oh, definitely. Um, so I, I cut you off though. Kyle. Oh no, no. I was just gonna say like it, it kind of makes sense though because like pretty much everyone was doing like experimental 
concept albums in the 70s or right. at least of their peers and then the 80s they were kind of like everyone kind of seemed to got reined in a little yeah. bit yep so they could sell albums and not push and if you haven't away. listened as a precursor to this listen to those three mid 70s albums or late 70s uh, Sleepwalker, Misfits, and Low Budget, because it kind of ramps up to what it ramps up to what to, this to what is. they're going to do in in this album. And um, not I not one bad track on this album. And one for uh, me, one surprisingly creepy track. Um, <laughs> are you talking about Art Lover? Yeah, we, I don't know if we're going to get to that. Art Lover is a, a creepy track, oh, but I mean, is... he's singing. He's singing. He still manages to work these little character sketches into not as many right. as on say. You know something else or face to face, but he still manages to put little personal touches in there. This is a very dark album as lyrically. It's very violent. It's very, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's very edgy. It's very, it is very edgy, edgy. And uh, I'm gonna let you go first. You got a song for us? Well, I love the title track, but I want to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna skip the title track, and we're gonna go to. Um, a few weeks ago, I told you, Pat, you asked me if I had gone to any Dodger games yet. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I went to our first game of the season. We were stuck in traffic. And I said, I got to listen. I'm listening to some kinks because I got to get ready for, for rock solid. So I put on Give the People What They Want. And um, uh, we started listening to a song called Around the Dial. And Nicole was not familiar, that familiar with the 80s kinks because I don't play it as much as I play right. the other stuff. And she said, I've never heard this song before. And it makes me nostalgic for the 80s like crazy. And she re- that's her favorite song right now. Nice. So uh, let's hear Around the Dial. And you can probably start in and about. Well, do you want to do the little radio? There's a little radio chat. You can chatter. start it wherever you want. It's your day. Start it about, uh, I don't know, about 20 seconds in. So you can, you, it starts, I love stuff that starts out with you know, sound effects. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Thank you. The radios in the world are tuning in tonight. Are you on the dial? What a great! That's it's a great song. What a way to start an album. Oh, you too. started that. You could not have given it a better needle drop. Yeah, thank you. Um, I would say this about this: uh, when this all the remastered CDs came out, they all had bonus tracks. This album did not have any bonus tracks. This this one did not. So didn't need them. Yeah, to me, it was just these were the eleven songs there we no, had. There's no fat. There's on no this fat album. on the album. Let's do it. Forty one minutes long. I love this. Why? Album. Why do I picture? A few years ago, you going, now look at this. This one has bonus tracks. This one has bonus tracks. No bonus tracks. I probably did that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with track number three on side one. This is called Killer's Eyes.
this is true because it doesn't say it in the album, but Wikipedia tells me that Chrissy Hind, who was dating Ray Davies at the time, they have a child together, says that she's doing vocals on Predictable, Added Up, Art Lover, and a little bit of abuse. I believe that is true. It says she's uncredited. So I believe that's true. Also, the lineup currently on this album is Ray Davies, Dave Davies, Mick Avery. Those are three of the four original yep. band members. Uh, on bass now they have Jim Rodford, mm-hmm. who is from Argent and who is now in the zombies and i got him yeah. to sign uh, my state of confusion album That's awesome. and uh, ian gibbons on keyboards and this uh this five man unit was together for a, a good long time so i just want to point out and by the band. way uh mick and dave um underrated in rock circles uh great yeah. on this album yeah great, great drumming the, yeah great guitar work what's your next song so uh, there's a there's a record store uh, where I live in in Whittier and uh, or where I used to live in Whittier. It's called Lovells. It's been there since the '50s. My brothers went there to buy a record. It was an appliance store, and it started selling uh, turntables and then mm-hmm. records. And it's still there. My co-host John on the Superiority Complex, he worked there as a buyer back in the '80s, and uh, I, I still go in there from time to time. It's right around the corner from where we record the, our podcast, and. Uh, a few years ago, I was in there, and I was looking in the used record section, and I found, uh, I found that give the people what they want. I, I have, I saw that copy that I bought, and uh, you know, Whittier's a funny town because uh, there's a there's a nice uh, cross section of people. In the aisle across from me is is what we, I can, we can only be described as a cholo, and if you don't know what a cholo is, listen to Al Madrigal's Cholo on a Moped. That'll tell you everything you need to know. But. Uh, you know, you know, as you do with Cholo, you know, you don't make direct eye contact. I'm looking at my give the people what they want. And all of a sudden I hear this voice go, hey, hey, that's a good album. <laughs> and I'm just not saying anything. I, I, I know he's not talking to me because there's, there's no way the Cholo listens to the kinks. And he goes, hey, that's a good album. And I look up and this guy's, you know, probably my age, a little bit, maybe a little bit younger. And he says, uh, yeah, he said, uh, <laughs> my friend gave me that album. I used to listen to it all the time with headphones on and my turntable in my garage. That, uh, that song's bad, eh? That song, Destroyer, that thing rocks. So for the, <laughs> for, so for the unnamed cholo, we're going to take, take it back to uh, All Day and All the Night. We're going to listen to uh, Destroyer. Met a girl called Lola and I took her back to my place Feeling guilty, feeling scared, hidden cameras everywhere Stop! Hold on Stay in control Girl, I want you here with me But I'm really not as cool as I'd like to be Cause there's a red 
And there's a true blue inside of me that keeps stopping me, touching you, wanting you, loving you. so good i feel like that's almost an answer to them uh to like groups like van halen that mm. are covering them yeah and they're just like oh yeah yeah we invented this like <laughs> and it's like we still got it it's like got all i mean he he references lola yeah. and it's just the whole thing and it's like so cool when someone references their own song he does that a couple of times in in the 80s, I yeah. noticed is that he, 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 he's very self-referential. Well, he's, out, he's, out of, he's out of ideas. But not in a snotty way. <laughs> right. Not in a snotty way. Just uh, It's really cool to him um, bring up Lola again. Because you know Lola's story. Yeah, so right, that exactly. Kinda, that kind of adds another layer to the, to the song. But uh, that Cholo was right. That, song. that Cholo was right. By, this, by the way, I'm listening in these headphones. This is a great album. This is a great headphone Headf- album. I find that all albums are great headphone albums. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> The Archies. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, they, they probably sound good. Probably. They got that 60s stereo, like that really... Yeah. Sugar, sugar. Yeah. Uh, uh, my next song is the second song on side two. This is Yo-Yo. Oh, I like this. Yo-Yo Ma. The wife is in the kitchen Fixing her old man's tea She's thinking to herself, he's not the man that married me. Yeah, 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 yeah. They used to love together, now he's never at home. Now she's fighting back the tears, she can't even laugh alone. She's just sitting by the telephone, like a yo, yo. does this thing you can't see it at home he's staring off into the middle distance and pat just like does the finger and he doesn't even acknowledge and then the sound just fades out he's a magician it's like this thing like we don't even we can complete each other's sentences uh we don't even have to it's like a thing that we have we don't even have to words we don't need words i can see from my peripheral that's that's called being drift compatible that's what we are pacific rim now we're playing uh that's a movie about uh, that someone wrote when playing with action figures in the tub, right? <laughs> Listen, tell you what, that movie. If wanted, they were, then there'd be a giant penis yeah, in that movie. I'll tell you what, that movie coming up from that the movie suds made me want to play with action figures in the tub. And your penis. Well, you know that goes without saying. The suds. Yeah, I call uh, him kaiju. Now, because there's uh, there's not that many '80s albums, we're playing two songs. Okay. From each album, correct? Yeah, I, I have extras. Well. See, so if you're just, just in case, I but. just want to tell you if you're in the $15 tier of Patreon, I let you know, $15 and above tier, I let you know uh, ahead of time when episodes are going to be recorded. And then if you feel like picking a song, we play your song. Oh, nice. And so right now, we're going to play a song from Give the People What They Want, uh, as suggested by Steve O'Dockerson. Steve O, I don't know when this episode is going to drop. You've either already heard him or you will hear him. He uh, co hosted the Rust Belt Bands. Episode. What a, that's a great idea. That was his idea. It was, and I'm so glad that he picked it. It was good. It was a good episode. And uh, great guy. Love him. 
He's uh, he also performs as Hob the Troll. He has his own podcast. He sings the Hobcast. A, he has the Hobcast. He sings <laughs> um, he sings uh, classic rock songs uh, really badly, and he sings them badly on purpose at Ren fairs, and then people pay him to stop singing. Yes, that is genius. It's genius. So he he likes the song, and I think you like the song, and I know I like the song. This is the song that closes out the album. This is Better Things. There's hope in all the days ahead. Won't be as bitter as the ones behind you. Be an optimist instead, and somehow happiness will find you. Forget what happened yesterday. Love that now, song. If I, I just like that song. If I may, if I may call an audible as we do sometimes. Yes. In 2010, uh, Ray Davies recorded an album called "See My Friends," where he did some of his uh, classic songs as duets with other rockers. Yeah. Yep. So he did this song, "Better Things." Oh hi! What happened? He's <laughs> just still hey. playing on the computer. Right. That's okay. We love it. We're still best friends. Um, so this is, uh, this is better things. I'm not going to tell you who he's singing with. Singing with the cast of Stranger Things? Nope. Here we go. I'm going to start it. Here we go. Which is just fine. Everyone, relax. It's okay. Yeah. See if you can guess who this is, Mario, or maybe you know. I do know. And don't say anything. That's Ray. Hoping something better comes tomorrow. Hoping all the verses rhyme. <laughs> the very best of chorus is to follow. Follow all the doubt and sadness. I know that That's the boss. Let me ask you a question. Yes. I've heard that Ray uh, is something of a, of a perfectionist. How many takes do you think that song took? You know, I got over the gut. We were playing a Hammersmith Odeon, and... Uh, we were doing a big tour over there, had like uh, seven shows, and we were playing, we were playing like thirteen hour a night. <laughs> and uh, the next day, I got a, got a taxi. I took it over to Conk Studios, and uh, I go in there. I don't even know what song we're gonna do. Ray, Ray had a bunch of sheet music out and stuff, and I, you know, I uh, asked him where I could get a corn dog. Yeah, they don't got corn dogs over here. So we had, uh, we had like uh, mushy peas. We had like mushy peas and. Uh, we had, uh, we had fry chips. They call them chips over there. So we had that. That's what we had. And I was like, that's fine. A little hair of the dog. I had a couple of beers and that before with uh, the big man. And uh, so we, uh, 
Seen him was shuffling around the papers, and uh, I told him I really like that. Give the people what they want that album, and he said, oh, "That's a good one. That's a good one." And uh, so we uh, we settled on uh, better things, and uh, we must have done that uh, probably uh, must have been about uh, I think I said it was a uh, it's all thing. Hey ho! We got it done in four times. Well, aren't you glad you asked? That's a lot of bullshit for people to listen to. Patreon. I'll I'll stop doing stuff like that if we get some people. Yeah. Yeah, you Um, you just went hob the troll route. You (laughs) you make this a three-hour show, and you say, everyone that signs up, we knock them in and off. I love doing, uh, I love when Bruce talks. I like when he talks. I feel like it kind of sounds like him in the headphones. It does sound like him. Thank you, Kyle. You sound exactly like him. I appreciate it. I like that Steve Trevor from uh, Wonder Woman. Did you see that Wonder Woman movie? Mm-hmm. I like, what's that actor's name? Chris Pine. That guy's good. He plays all my favorite characters. He plays, uh, he plays. I uh, say, oh, your favorite Captain Kirk's. <laughs> he plays, my, he, that is my favorite. He's good. And he also played da- Jack Ryan. Mm-hmm. I got to do a sequel to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not doing a sequel. They're doing an Amazon show with Jim Halpert as Jack Ryan. Yeah. What? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Jim Halpert? Yep. Because I guess that's his payback for not being good enough to be Captain America. The Jim Halpert? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is tough cred now from that um, 13 Hours movie. Yeah, it did well. (laughs) Okay, before we move on, the album cover artwork. I love this album cover. I do. I love... um, I don't know how... I don't know how when it's a band, though that the singer gets on the cover solo. I get it. Ray Davies is the singer, and he writes the songs, he produces the album. But how do you make that call? How do you Are say... Are on the back? They're in the inner sleeve. Multiple oh. pictures in the inner sleeve. Because it's not like a cheap trick thing where it's like two and then two no, are on the back. No. Or it's like I'm on, I'm, on the, uh, I'm on the front and fuck you is what <laughs> it is. But you know what? I mean, how do you... There must have been a photo shoot, and then they just, well, we're going to use this one. Everybody like he's the draw. Give the people what they want. Give the Me. people what they want. Ray. Do you like this album cover? I I'm not a fan of the running away from graffiti era. I'm not a fan of any of the covers in the eighties. Um, okay, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I think this cover looks cool. I like the I like font. this cover. What I do like is I think I, why you don't like that cover is because you really don't like the next cover. But I'll tell you what, the I the next love, cover taints that cover. But I'll tell you let me let's talk about what Ray is wearing. This is the uh, kind of dressy, casual look that was all over television in like the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah. This is what Jack Tripper would have worn to the Regal Beagle. Absolutely. This is this is everywhere. Like he looks like a, he's late for a meeting at Miami Vice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got the, the, the no tie, the jacket, some, some. And, the, and he's in front of an IHOP. <laughs> that is the wall of Conk Studios. Mm. Is that really? Yeah. And the nicest graffiti I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, right. The most legible graffiti. Most legible. Well. When we move on to the next album, State of Banksy. Confusion, at least it looks like that graffiti is on the wall. This next thing is, is, is a mess. It's got all the band members on it. I've never it. really looked at this cover. I've seen it. I have this one signed because I have Ray signed it and then Jim Rodford signed Because this is, I got this one signed to, because if I ever run into the other members, sure. this is the one that they're all on. Mm-hmm. Ray, uh, Ray is sporting a heavy mullet here. Yeah, and it's... Um, Hardcore mullet. Like... Is that one guy dressed as a priest? 
I don't know. One like guy's a, in a track. <laughs> Mick Avery's in like maybe a track suit. It doesn't, they don't even look like they're all in the same frame together. Like no one, they weren't against the wall and then someone said, okay, everyone run in different directions. I'm going to take a photo. This looks like Photoshopped. This also looks like every video in the early 80s where yep. bands had to be wacky. And I don't know if I like the color scheme. In State of Confusion, that's definitely not painted on that wall. No. No. It's, no. it's the whole al- the, the album covers a state of confusion for sure, but... Yeah, and it's like torn pieces of paper behind it. Yeah, this, this, this is... And then like ransom letters for the whole thing. This is a zero. I thought I heard... Uh, I thought I heard a knock too. I'll keep talking with Kyle. We'll just keep on talking. Look at those boots that Ray has, though, for the people that can't see him at home. Nope. Pat's outside. Pat's looking. All right. He's doing the play-by-play. He's saying hello. He looks scared and confused. This is where Pat gets murdered. (laughs) Oh, my God. How horrible would that be? (laughs) Do I take over the show? Do we finish? Well, for the, now that we have a Patreon, we would have to. Yeah, we'd have to, I would have to take over as host. Well, I answered the door because Stephen Piercy might be stopping by tonight. I love Journey. No, that's, Stephen, that's Steve Perry. I only know the kinks. If Steve Perry comes and to the, the door, Boys. crap my pants. Would you? Yes. Is he your favorite? Number one. Uh, he, no, no, he would no. crap his pants. Number no. two. No, but to get a Steve Perry on this podcast... Would be ridiculous. Who's your number one get? If you could get anybody, who would it be? Steve Perry? Well, I really want Rick Springfield to do this show. Anyone? Bowie or Prince. <laughs> I um That would be a coup. I really want Rick Springfield because I don't I don't even think he realizes what kind of a, a show we do and what kind of a two hour tribute to him that we would give to him. I really don't. And do you, I, do you bring up Zach from Battlestar Galactica? <laughs> I don't know who that he is. is. He that played is. Zach oh, on Battlestar Galactica. Well, of course I bring it up. Apollo's little brother. Of course then I bring it up. Why wouldn't I? Yeah, because you name one kid Apollo after, you know, uh-huh. a god, and then you name... A and Z. <laughs> oh, hey. You just, that could be it. Are you saying if I could get... If I but could, they don't go Zeus. Yeah, they don't go Zeus. If I had my pick, I could just... I could get anyone I wanted? Yeah. I think Roger Daltrey. Yeah, I think Roger Daltrey. All right, that's good, yeah. I actually, do, I actually think I can get Roger Daltrey. That's why I think, I think, I think I would, be, I think I can get him. Well, now you're just bragging. No, I think in my, no, I'm not saying in my head. I feel like I can. Who? What is, what's your connection, Kevin Bacon? Yourself to Roger Daltrey? Um, well, his management, David Wild. David Wild is your connection. No, I don't. You, I, I, I don't. I don't use David to get guests. I know, but you, you but that's your connection. That yeah, you need I mean, I don't. No, no, his ma- I, I, I know who his manager is. Ray Davis is in town. He's going to do a show at the Wiltern. Do you use, David Wilde says, I can get him for you. Oh, if David Wilde says I can get yeah, him for you? I can get him Well, Ray. then I say, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would listen to but that. But David's my friend. I don't want to do that. Now, if Ray comes, do we have to tell him that Dave's not here, man? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. End the podcast. That's it. <laughs> that ends the podcast. That's it. That's a Cheech and Chong very reference. Good. Yes, of course it would. It ties it up with a Cholo story. I you told like Cheech before. and Chong, right? Yeah. Um, my uh, my father in law Philip, uh, he found out you like comedy, and who did he ask you if you were a fan of? Uh, w. C. Fields. <laughs> and that's ser- he was serious. Yeah, well, I, I like when he spins a cane on his finger. Yeah, yeah, that's that's hilarious. And you know he won't work with children. No. 
All right, State of Confusion. William Charles Field. State of Confusion gives the band... <laughs> this album gives the band their biggest U.S. hit, I think. Since Lola. Since Lola. Goes to number six, I think. I believe so. William Claude. I was Duncan close. Field is his last name. Wow. Why didn't he use that? It's a great name. Duncan Field. Look at him. He looks like an asshole. <laughs> he looks like the least funny person ever. He he's, looks like actually he's pretty he, funny. He he's looks a funny, like he, it's a gift is a great movie. He looks like sorry to say Mr. That. Potter from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. No, that's Barrymore. That's Drew Barrymore's grandpa. But that's what he looks like. He looks like him. Died on Christmas. You realize the bad guy in It's a Wonderful Life is just basically Donald Trump, right? No, oh, he is Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. Is this part of the show, or are we going to move on to State of Confusion? <laughs> We're just moving on. I'm We're just in waiting a state for you to confusion. interrupt. State of Confusion. I'm confused. <laughs> so, you brought yeah. up WC. You Come. know it's bad if Pat is cracking the whip. That's the <laughs> Yes. Come on, guys. Let's get it in gear. Sorry. So um, it's your turn. State of Confusion. What do you got for us? Love it. All right, we have a... Well, let's... let's you, you talked about it. Uh, let's do Come Dancing. All right. I love that. Put a parking lot on a piece of land Where the supermarket used to stand Before that they put up a bowling alley On the site that used to be the local pally That's where the big band used to come and play My sister went there on a Saturday Come dancing All our boyfriends used to come and go Why not come dancing It's only natural That's a fun tune. I've always liked that song. Did you, uh, Pat, were you, so you had already listened to um, Give the People What They Want. So when that song hit, was that, did that, they changed their sound a little bit. They, it's like, you know, a keyboard sound and they've got like a weird. Was I taking, do you mean, was I like, wait a minute, this isn't what I like? Uh, No, because I did like it. It was a catchy song. It was a huge, I remember this, this came out when I was like 12. Mm -hmm. And I remember that song was everywhere. Everywhere. Video on MTV. Um, and it reminds me, I was just telling you earlier, we just lost my aunt, uh, Eleanor. She passed away last week. Rock and peace, Eleanor. Rock and peace, Aunt Eleanor. She's one of the nicest, kindest, sweetest people ever. But this song really, I didn't have sisters, but I had a lot of older cousins. Yeah. And my, my aunt Eleanor had five daughters. And we would go over there on Fridays, and all of my cousins would be getting ready to go out. They were older than, a little older mm-hmm. than we were. You know, we're like, you know, maybe junior high, whatever. And all of these girls who were in high school were getting ready to... Uh, go out on dates or go dancing yeah. or go to Skateland or whatever it is they would do. And um, when I hear this song, it always reminds me of, of, of those, of that era. Because at that time, this song was just everywhere. You would hear it, like you said, on, yeah. on the radio, it was coming out of car windows, and that, that uh, opening is so distinctive that it would... Uh, so when, uh, when, <laughs> when I hear it now, it reminds me of like the, you know, a, a really nice time in my life. So... Rock and Peace and Eleanor, because that's uh, that's what I think of when I hear that song. Now. And uh, I like I like when a song reminds you of 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 a time mm-hmm. or of something or things that are happening in the song make you think of people that were doing similar things. Sure. 
Uh, and I love the little talking part in the middle. Where yeah, he where says, his, like his mom's arguing with his sister. Yeah. And Two silhouettes saying goodnight by the garden gate. <laughs> the day they knock down the parley. He, it's so good because he's always singing as a character almost. He's almost, al- he's yeah. almost always narrating. His, and it's, a, it's, it's got everything that's great about the kinks. It's a little story. Yeah. And uh, it's such a vivid, he tells it so vividly, you can almost picture it in yep. your head, you know? So, uh, well, what is your song, sir? I'm going to kick off with the opening track, the title track, uh, This Rocks, State of Confusion. Get that Aussie scream in there. No. Woke up in a panic, like somebody finally got. I wish I could be dreaming, but the nightmare's just begun. There's woodworm in the attic. Yeah. Woodworm is the wood-eating larvae. Of a termite. Of I, think en- I think it's just larva. Larvae. Not larvae. <laughs> Doesn't rhyme with Harvey? <laughs> larvae dent. Larvae Oswald. He's woodworm friend. is the wood-eating... Lee Larvae Oswald. <laughs> what is it? Lee Larvae Oswald. Is it larvae? It's larva. 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 Of any or many species of beetle. Whoa. It eats wood. I love that. There's woodworm in the attic and the ceiling just fell down. Love it. Why didn't he say there's larvae in the attic? <laughs> well, this is kind of um this is kind of a, a companion piece to Dead End Street, which is off of uh mm-hmm. what are we uh God now I gotta think. Edit that part out where it doesn't look like I know what I'm talking about. You know, my problem with these eighty songs is they build and build everyone has like a cool bridge and a cool chorus. And to just play 30 seconds, it almost doesn't do the song justice. these songs justice. Like you almost need to drop in, jump in like three different points yeah. because this, there's so many things that happen in uh, this song. Around the dials like that. You got that yeah. opening with like, you know, the power chords yep. and then it moves into, uh, yeah, the, he's almost writing like little mini, mini suites yeah. where there's, you know, two or three different movements. And even though it's, it's just rocking, there's so many things in, in, in these songs. I love it. These are all, this is a great, uh, this is another good album. It, it's a great follow-up to give the people what they want. It is. It's, it is a very good follow-up. And it's almost, um, and, and the, the covers would show you that too. It's almost like a, a continuation of mm-hmm. that. It would be a great double album. I almost, I, I think that's why the cover's like that. So they would, they just wanted recognition. Like people would go, oh yeah, I love that. Oh, this album's going to be yeah. very similar to that. And, and it was. But and it was. In, a, in, a, in the best possible way. Yeah. So what's your next song? Um, this is the only song of yours that I saw, I think. Okay, well, I have a couple. So we saw it come to okay. end. Well, I, have, I have my next song, You Also Have. Okay, so let's see if it's this one. Uh, this is a song, that uh, another song that we were listening to, and my wife said, I really like this song. And she had never heard it before. Okay. Uh, it's one called Property. And that was my next song. Oh, I'm sorry. But that's okay, you can play another one. Okay. The song is about people splitting up. Yeah. There's nothing left but the property. And it's a real bummer of a song. It's a real bummer. But it's beautiful. Like, if you just broke up with your girlfriend, Kyle, this is not the song for you to listen to. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, don't well, listen. You're about to. Don't listen to if this in the future. You're about to. Definitely don't listen to this. Yeah. My bags are packed. I guess it's time for me to go. 
I'm headed Cause I just don't know When I think of what I'll be losing It's hard to move along But it's harder just to stay here Knowing that I don't belong Such a great song. It is. Uh, it's harder uh, to stay here where I know I don't belong. Who yeah. has not felt that way in a relationship at one time or another? And there's a there's a lot there's a, a just there's tons of feeling in like what your what else do you have? Do you have um uh, I, have labor of love? I do. I did not put that on there, but that is another great one. But when I wanted to play because mm-hmm. we talked about Chrissy Hine, um, there's a song we have called Heart of Gold, which <sighs> sounds like a pretender song. It does. So, do you want to hear that? Sure. Do you have Don't Forget to Dance? I did not put that on. Okay. I figured, here's my... Here's my what did is, you think? This is the hard part. I'm always like, well, Pat's going to grab this one. I tell one. people, I go, don't think about what I might play. I, I always think, Pat's going to grab this one, so I've, I'm, I've got insurance just in case. Okay. But I'm glad somebody pulled out better things, because you can't talk about uh, uh, give the people what they want without better things. Yeah, and true. And you didn't have, but you knew it was coming. Steve O'Dockerson. Thank you, Good Steve. old Steve O'Dockerson. All right, Heart of Gold. This is a great one. And it sounds like a pretender song. Mm-hmm. Really does have a back in the chain gang yeah. type of groove. You have such bitterness. The apple of your father's eye. I just want to get to the chorus because it's kind of really nice. Always by your brother's side. Then a little sister came along. And you found all the affection suddenly gone. Well, underneath the cold exterior, I know you got a heart of gold. The shower looks so superior, but you got a heart of gold. Watch out! Don't get caught in the crossfire. Watch out! That is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> now, for me, the original 10 tracks, this album is solid. The first eight are so solid, and then. Uh, it loses me at the end. I do not like cliches of the world, B-movie. That song doesn't do it for me. And then the song Dave sings, Bernadette, it's it's just kind of a, just a throwaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about Long Distance from the audio cassette edition only? Long Distance is great. <laughs> it is. That and, is now available on... Yeah, on the CD you get, you get a, some tracks that were on the cassette only. <laughs> wait, wait, you get a Don't Forget to Dance original extended edit. Yep, you yep. get a Once a Thief. You, know what you, you get Long Distance. Get? You get Noise. Mm-hmm, those are good. But I'm saying of the original 10 tracks, there is still the album. a version, uh, a, like an, uh, an EP version of Come Dancing that has never been released. It's only been on vinyl. It's never been released on CD. It's like an extended version of Come Dancing. Huh. And I've looked for it. Nobody has it on YouTube. It's not out there. You gotta find it, I've, man. I'm trying to. You got to. It's like the lost city of Zed. <laughs> also, this uh, again, same lineup: Dave, Ray, Mick, Jim, and Ian. Love it. The, now, the, now we're gonna move into 
1984. The album is Word of Mouth. And the lineup changes a bit because this is when I think Dave has... um, Excuse me. Dave and Mick never get along. No. And I think this is finally Dave saying, I don't want to work with Mick anymore. Maybe even making Ray make a choice. And I actually think Ray might like Mick better than Dave. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But, but he knows he can't do it without Dave. Yeah. And he maybe can do it without Mick. So Mick Avery plays drums on three songs. Three great songs. Which three? Missing Persons. Love it. Sold Me Out. Love it. Going Solo. Love it. And then the drummer on the rest of the tracks and the guy who's now in the band is a guy named Bob Henrit. Mm-hmm. And he played with Jim Rodford in Argent. So... Jim brings his drummer, his buddy, his buddy that can hold down the back. And he does a great job. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, but it's disappointing. It is because he's only mix only not there because Dave doesn't want him there. And that's sad. It's so funny too. Like he, there's a, there's a video for the song, do it again, which was the first single and mix in the video, but he's not the drummer. He's not the drummer on that song. And he doesn't, he doesn't even play drums in the video. He's just, you just see him in the corner. They're kicking him out. Keep pushing no, him back uh, he's, hitting up, he's hitting up people for money while uh, Where, while Ray is busking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna let you. Uh... <laughs> Mark this time down. I want to edit this big laugh out. What? You want to say? Well, all of a sudden we get some money and we can't have any fun. <laughs> Let's talk about this album cover real quick. The worst. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't mind it for I some reason. It. It, it rem- it's very evocative of like Duran Duran. Yes, like that that sort of. There's, it's better than State of Confusion. You know what I would like better if it just had the middle mouth, and the rest of them be gone. Yeah, yeah. Just like mouth. that. There's like mouths all over, different mouths all over. And yeah, and they're just, all different styles too. Yeah. But I do like the Kinks logo. I do like the, yeah, how the Kinks is written. Word of mouth is kind of cool. Yeah. It would almost be cool if it looked like a letter. Oh, yeah. And then like had like maybe on the back like a kiss mark on like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. on an envelope type thing. Like swack. Yeah. Sealed and with then a just kiss. Have, that, have the Kinks word of mouth on the front. I maybe I don't it. like this as much as initially said no you like it better than state of confusion though yeah state there's at least some art going on yeah, here something's that was happening. like what are you going to kick us off with 11, oh. original album 11 tracks well let me tell you once i hit this album uh this is a song that i was well aware of um it's been used in movies it's been used in commercials it's out of all of their best ofs, and it's I just, been played on the radio. It's been, and I, yeah, it's been played on the radio, which is where you, where you may have heard it. People listen to it People in their listen homes. To it in their homes. They have in it their in, their cars, iP- in their iPods, in their uh, in their Zooms, what mm-hmm. what have you. Yep. Uh, but uh, I always kind of just, I just kind of would always kind of just, oh, okay, yeah. I, mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, I'm at the gym one day when I'm listening to this, and I'm doing all the albums, and I, it really struck a chord, and I ended up listening to this album over and over all day. Mostly because of the first track, which is called Do It Again. And again, this is the one that kind of starts out slow and then builds up. Yeah. But let's, let's get that build up. Standing in the middle of nowhere 
Great it makes tune. me think of like Steve Carell getting new clothes <laughs> and like getting his teeth whitened. <laughs> it's catchy as hell, though. Yeah, it's great. And they, it's kind of them returning to that uh, like three chord, you know, early '60s sound that yep. uh, that they pioneered, and uh, and it's always a comfortable groove for them. So, yep. but I love it. It's uh, it's a catchy sign. I think I think this is uh, an overlooked uh, gem of an album. Mm-hmm. I don't think uh, I don't know if the album cover turns people away, or if if maybe people the Kinks were passe by 1984 for some people. I don't know, but this 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 album, I think I love every song on this album, and I'm going to start. I believe this is their 20th album. I think, I think you're right. I think this is this is yeah, their 20th, 20th studio album. I'm going to hit up uh, and it's still going strong. Track three, uh, "Good Day." So today. He says uh, they could drop a small atom bomb on the city today, but if you walk through that door, it's going to be a good day. <laughs> That's love. What's up? What do you got? <laughs> I don't know why. You watching surf videos? No, I'm looking at the. You posted something on Twitter while we're sitting here. Yeah, I said we're recording. Uh, I'm sitting here with you, and That's we're recording crazy. this thing. That's crazy. Yeah, that's what it's I do. So meta. Well, you mentioned this song in the. This was one of a Mick Avery track. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, I want to dedicate this to all our friends in the House of Representatives who decided to uh, to screw everybody over on uh, health care. Let's listen to "Sold Me Out." <laughs>
Wow. It's great. I don't know what to say, man. Dave Davies has two um, songwriting credits on this album, solo writing credits. Uh, one is a song called Guilty, and the other is My Next Song, which Dave also sings, and this is Living on a Thin Line. All the stories have been told Of kings in days of old But there's no England now All the wars that were won or lost Somehow don't seem to matter very much anymore All the lies we were told All the lives of the people running round Their castles are burned I see change, but inside we're the same as we ever were. Yeah, I like um, I like Dave's voice more when it, he sings a mellow song. Yeah. Otherwise, he, I just feel like he's screaming. He gets a little screechy. Yeah, very screechy and screaming. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like that a lot. That is a great song. You got another one for us? I do. Um, I hope it's the one that I wish I brought, but I didn't. Well, is it the heartbreaking one? Yeah, this one is a this one is called a missing persons. This and is and this is especially if you have. Uh, yeah, a child. Yeah, this is. Uh, this will mean nothing to you, Kyle. <laughs> you have a dog though, Mo. Yeah, your okay. dog's name is Mo. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Then they got a they got a hamster named Curly, and they got a fish named Larry. No. Nope. Yep. They got a shrimp named Shem. We do have that. Oh, this song is heartbreaking. It is. Even before I had kids, this was a heartbreaking song. It also has a lot to do with the way racing. Yep. Where are you going, Kyle? Does it ring a bell? He said home. Does it strike a chord somewhere in your mind? And there's a big reward if you help us solve this crime. And if you recognize his face down Deep, deep in your mind Has anybody seen that little girl of mine? She was always a rover But I'm afraid to say she's straight Too Now, you can listen to that song as if it's a child, but you can also listen to it, the song, as if it's your mate, too, right? Well, if you're Trump. <laughs> but he says... Uh, Is, isn't it the same thing? 
Like he says, she was always a rover, but I'm afraid to say she's strayed. You know what I mean? It's just a heartbreaking song. It is. So it's about loss. Uh, it, and it's uh, he he again. Ray tends to sing in character, and he gets into that. You know, because he wanted to be an actor at one point. I guess he went to. He wanted to be. I don't think. I guess he went to. Well, he went to art school, but he wanted to try to be an actor, and I think it comes through in a lot of his performances. Yeah, yeah, and uh, very theatrical. You wouldn't think that somebody like Ray, you know, if you know anything about Ray and his relationship with his brother or anything like that, or how he can be in real life, you mm. wouldn't be able to think he would be able to like affect that kind of character. But that is a heartbreaking song. It's a tough one. That last, I said this, in, I've been going through an album a day on Twitter, taking a page out of the, the Pat Francis playbook, and I... Try it, it's fun. The, it, it, if you're going to do the kinks, do it. It's, tomorrow is my last day with Phobia, but... Um, I said that in my review of the, my little capsule review. Yeah. The last three songs on this album are heartbreaking. Yeah. Missing Person, Summer's Gone, and Going Solo. Summer's Gone's another great one, too. I like, um, I like, I do like every song on this, on this album. Yeah. I do. It's a great. This is a, this is a, like I, like I said, this is an overlooked uh, gem of an album. This is at least equal for me to give the people what they want. Uh, I I like give, I like give the people better, but. But I know what you're saying. Yeah, uh, I you know I have no problem with you. You're the host. Also, uh, after we finish recording tonight, Kai was gonna videotape uh, Mario and I. This will be wrestling. For, this will be yes. <laughs> this will be for Patreon people some uh, bonus content. You always see these lists like Rolling Stones ranks the you know the Kinks catalog worst to best. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do that tonight. Yeah, but and, with uh, the SNL, all the whole SNL cast. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, we're going to do the whole I forgot who, they're, who was their funniest. Oh, look that up, because those top ten are fucked. First of all... It's like people that were on for one season, but then became way more successful uh, yes. afterwards. Here's what I hated. Julia Louis-Dreyfus is so high up on the list because of Seinfeld and everything she's done afterwards. Yeah, but on the but show... On the show, she was a zero. Yeah. A zero. Yeah, like she's it, not it even, should be on the show, and then yes. they could say in the blurb, oh, John Belushi, because he's dead. She wouldn't be even be in the top 20 best female act, uh, actresses. Of all 145, number 144 are the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Do you have the top 10 there? Uh, I It might be, like, a bullshit list. Oh, yeah, thing. it's like a bull... Yeah. But I'm going to have to click through everything. No, no, if you go up into the thing, it should have a number... It's not even. Loading. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like sometimes up in the uh, what do you call that area up there? Yeah, the header. The in the header. <laughs> up in the top part. In the header, it might have the number, and then you can just change the number up in the header, and it'll take you. By right the way, to while it. Kyle's looking at West Anthony says, "I sure hope you guys play Return to Waterloo." You know, it's funny. That's the next song. Is it really? It is the next song. Here, I'll play it. I, that was on. This is what we do on the show. That was unprepared. That was unprepared. Okay, so in in we'll nineteen eighty five, uh, uh, between albums, Ray does a does like a, a made for BBC movie. He writes and directs and he does the music. It actually has three songs on the soundtrack that were on um, word of mouth. It has uh, Going Solo, Missing Persons, and Sold Me Out. And the movie was called Return to Waterloo. And so Ray releases kind of a solo album, even though, 
you know, Jim Rodford and Ian Gibbons and McAvery, they, they're all on, everyone's on it but Dave. So I guess that doesn't make it a Kinks <laughs> record. But the, uh, the title track is uh, Return to Waterloo. So let's hear that. <coughs> Started off this morning as usual Checking out the mail and all the bills to pay Maybe something special is gonna happen Maybe this is my lucky day So take your umbrella just in case Will I get away? Will I see it through? On the return to So did you find that list of uh, Saturday Night Live yeah. performers? Number 10 is Chevy Chase. Okay. Now. One season. One season. Chevy Chase is number 10. Did he invent Weekend Update? Is that why he's there? Probably. Mario? Are you, are you not in it anymore? You're not recording now? <laughs> I said, did he invent Weekend Update? Is that why Chevy's there? I would say it was because he was iconic with his Gerald Ford impersonation. Okay. I'm not saying he's not iconic. I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the top 20, but I don't know about the top 10. Go it's, ahead. It says, uh, <laughs> it's a, it says Reagan. The Reagan impression was one of the reasons. Reagan? Reagan? He wasn't even... No. He left he in 77. He's, oh. He was famous for his stumbling Jared Ford, but even sharper and more merciless as Ronald Reagan. When did he do Reagan? <laughs> what? I'm just reading what it says. All right. Uh, do me a favor. Who's number 11? Because this will decide where Chevy should be. I, I'm gonna have to go back. Oh, uh, it's in a different page. You gotta okay. go back where you started. Here we Isn't go. Isn't there around. a number right here that says ten? Yeah, but it says twenty-one to one. And, but this is oh, only ten. Okay, it's okay. Keep up. going then. Number nine. Number nine is uh, Gilda Radner. Funny, funny. I would, definitely funny. I would put her in the top. Probably the top. I, not, see, ten. I would, not ten. Not ten. I don't, don't know. Ten? I you know I feel like because she. Isn't with us anymore. That she's Who's up your number there. one? Let's just cut right to the heart of the matter. Who do I think number one? Number one funniest performer ever on Saturday Night Live. Most versatile? I know what you're going to say because I'm going to say it too. Go. I don't know that we're going to say the same person. You are going to say it. No, you're thinking Phil Hartman. I am thinking Phil Hartman. But I'm thinking Mike Myers. You know, Mike Myers, though, I have a friend who's never going to listen to this podcast who showed a video of herself dancing uh, and the first thing I thought of was sprockets. She put an Instagram video of herself dancing, and I said, "Oh my God, she's doing the sprockets." Dance. I got to say that that season when when Mike Myers was there and Phil Hartman was there, there, there was a, there was and Dana Carvey. I mean, there was an amazing. There, there was a reason that that those were the seasons that they reran on Comedy Central. Yes, and there's a reason for that. They, they there was tons of original running characters that they did. Keep going. Let's hear. Okay, so then number eight is Amy Poehler. That's tough. I mean, we could get yeah, her. She's you, great. I don't I mean, want to ruin any future guests for you. That's why I don't want to see. She, I mean, she's great, but I mean, I don't know. Okay, keep going. Uh, seven is Phil Hartman. He should be a little bit higher. <laughs> seven, right? <laughs> he should be top five. 
Bill Murray is number six. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bill, Iconic. Yeah. Bill Murray should be higher, maybe. Yeah. Maybe Bill Murray's let's, funniest. Let's see who, who's above him. Well, now the page is timing out. Come on, Kyle. Jesus. How hard can it be? <laughs> Isn't this list just like somewhere where you can just look Dan at it Aykroyd as a list? Dan Aykroyd is number five. Well, look, Aykroyd's best work ever was on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Your boy Mike Myers is number four. I totally agree that he should be in the top five. Number three, Tina Fey. She's she broke a lot of ground. Head she was writer, great on Weekend uh, Update. Also great on Weekend Update. And she's she was the head writer. Yeah. So yeah. Two is Eddie Murphy. Look, when I was a kid, let me tell I'm you something. Gumby, damn it, was hilarious. How See, is Will Ferrell not in the top ten? Yeah. He's not in the top 10? No. You know who number one is? It's, it's going to be Belushi, isn't it? It is, John Belushi. And that's bullshit. Because first of all, Dana Carvey should be in the top 10, without a doubt. Yeah. And, 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 and Will Ferrell should what be in the Bill top Crystal? 10. What about Bill Crystal? One season. What about Bill Crystal? What about uh, uh, Brad Hall? What about Adam Tim- Sandler? What about- I mean, he's got to be in the top 15. Come on, Belushi. Tim Kazarinski? <laughs> Tony Rosato? I'll go deep. I'll go deep on the cast. What about yeah, that's that. Who's uh, just the fact that Will Ferrell, Joe, Joe Piscopo. Hey, look, you know, look. Piscopo uh, was funny. Piscopo at one was great on Saturday Night Live. You know what I mean? But as far as um, Martin Short, one season. And Eddie Murphy was just one season. Look, right? look, I know we're on a tangent here, but how Dana Carvey and Will Ferrell aren't in the top ten is ridiculous. We're not on a tangent because who, which member? Of Saturday Night Live, who was not in the top ten, mm. introduced the Kinks in their appearance in 1977 on the show. Tell me, who was it? Star Wars. You tell me. <laughs> Lorraine, Lorraine Newman. Newman. Um, who you... will not do my podcast for Why? some reason? I don't know. I don't know. What would you? What would the topic be if you had Lorraine Newman on? We would talk about. Okay, how was she not in the top twenty-five? Here's what we would talk about. <laughs> I have the first five seasons of Saturday Night Live on DVD. Roger. I ripped all the audio performances. Oh, yeah. You're not allowed to do that. Yeah, I know. We would talk about all the musical guests that were on when she was on. That would be great. And, and I would play the clips. I'm going to tweet at her right now. This is good radio. This is fine. <laughs> uh, can I go to re- give the people what they want, can, right? Can I give some shout outs to, to my friends I've made while, uh, of your fans? Yes. Sure. While you're doing that? Okay, so I want to say you guys... Oh, great, thanks. You guys, <laughs> you guys have uh, great fans. Uh, so I want to give a shout-out to Matthew Berkey, Simon J. Dickey, Owen Harrington, Wendy Stiegel, our friend Oregon of the Species, who, who he is awesome. He tweets us photos from different places in, uh, in the UK. Where, where, Are you sure that's not a woman? Uh, or it was a man. Oregon of the species. Adios pantaloons is what he goes by. <laughs> Good, that's Will goodbye Fi- pants. Well, it is pantaloons. Will Pfeiffer. Uh, Will Pfeiffer's great. A friend, somebody who follows me. I don't know if he listens to the show, but I'm going to shout out to him. Om um, Sports Forty Two, right? A Dodgers column. He's been liking all the kink stuff. That's great. Posting. Here's where I tweeted at Lorraine Newman. Hello at Lorraine Newman. <laughs> They're going to say asshole. <laughs> <laughs> When will you come on our show to discuss all the musical guests that were on SNL during your tenure? Let's do this. Hashtag never. Exclamation point. All right, we're moving on to 1986. (laughs) The band is now done with Arista Records. Where are we going next? They go to MCA Records, and it's still Dave, Ray, Ian Gibbons, Jim Rodford, Bob Henrit, 
And this is the weirdest thing for me. There's two Dave Davies songs on this album, two that Dave wrote, okay? Mick Avery plays drums on one of them, and Dave sings it. After he's... After he... How does that... I don't get that. I hate Mick. Mick's the only guy that can play on this song. What if Ray was just an asshole? Like, look, if you want a second song, Mick's Mick, got to play Mick's on it. Mick's got to play on it. Hey, you know, who knows? You never know. He might have done you it never know. With this, you, you do not know the depths to which they'll go to annoy one another. Or do, do they, so they don't get along now, right? That's the thing? I think they get along. I think they get along Are they now. like the brothers from, what's that other band, Oasis? Oasis? Oh, no. Oasis. They make the, the brothers of Oasis look, Oasis look like the Brady Bunch. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 yeah, the, Yes. Well, because I was reading in the, the book God Save the Kinks, you know, when, when, they, when he was dating uh, Chrissy Hine, Dave, I guess, tried to take a swing at her one night. She showed up to, like, a concert, and Dave, and then him and Ray got into it, and it's, yeah, it got, it, it got uh, you know. Ray must be uh, able to hold his own, because I, I would think that Dave would be the tougher of the two. Yeah, but Ray, Ray was a bit of an athlete, too. He played football and did all that. How about the Wilson? Oh, you mean, you mean uh, English football? Yes. Soccer? Soccer. Yes. Well, yeah, you don't use your hands in that. No. But you can kick. Yeah, you can kick. He can practice guitar while he's doing it. Mm-hmm. I, hope they, I hope they had a kick fight. <laughs> Just kick sure. each other? Son of a bitch. Do they get along better than the Wilson sisters currently? Uh, no, I oh, won't. Oh, boy. That's a tough call. Well, you're, we're gonna. There's gonna be a song coming up mm-hmm. on the album Phobia that is gonna answer all these questions. Oh great! Oh yeah, there is. There yeah. is. It's all right. Fuck you, brother. I oh, want very close. I, I want to start out this album. Kick it off again. This this album. When you posted that you were listening to it, I pulled it out and I listened to it about four or five times. Great album. Straight. Another. I think it's like word of mouth. I think it's an undiscovered gem. Uh, I don't know about this cover artwork. is very weird. It's very 80s. It's very 80s. It has a like a person posing in the nude. Yeah, I just don't I don't really get. It's think visual is the album. It's I don't at the think. thinker. It's what it is. Oh, is that the thing? It's okay. The pose of the thinker. It's somebody doing the pose. If that was a Sting album cover, be perfect. This is um <laughs> He looks like Sting. Did you say Stink? Sting. Sting. I was just going to make that <laughs> same joke. It's a bad joke. We both made it. Bad jokes. This is the first track on the album. And this is called Working at the Factory. I love it. All my life, I've been a working man. When I was at school, they said that's all you'll ever understand. No profession didn't figure in their plans. So they sent me down the factory to be a working man. All I live for, all I live for, all I live for was to get out of the now I'm here, seemingly free, but working at the factory. The music came along and gave me life to me, and gave me hope back in 1963. The music came and set me free from working at the factory. And 
then Kaiwa, as the song goes on, we find out that once he's making music and he's on a record label... He loses his arm in a factory <laughs> no. accident. He, oh. he feels like the, the record company process is is still like working. Hey, man, you're working for the man. Working for the man. Factory. The factory, it's just something different, man. I got it. You know, whatever, right? Hey, man, you do what you need to do. But, uh, yeah, working at the factory is a pretty good way to start out this album, Think Visual. You like that song, Mario? I do. I do. And it's always, it's another theme with Ray, um, you know, the sort of working class and trying yep. to get out of that, that grind. And like, I was, like, and like I was telling Kyle when you were um, in the restroom, I was Wait, t- why telling, did you announce that? Hmm, who cares? Because I want to bring this point up again. How, as the song goes on, you find out that then he feels like working for the record label is like working for yeah. the fact, working at the factory. It, uh, we we spoke about this when we were on our way to uh, when, when I first got here, um, and we went to go grab a bite to eat, and we talked oh. about how. Yeah, that's what I said. You brought you brought a, a dozen cookies because you said you couldn't have them at your apartment because you'd eat them all. And what did you do? I sat here and ate them. You all. ate every single cookie. They were many. I had one. Did they you were have, many? Did you have any? Mini. I'm diabetic. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I don't, it doesn't bother me. It's fine. Yeah. It doesn't bother you unless you eat them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, then it true. really bothers me. So what were you going to say uh, about the visual? I was saying, the. I think part of the, what happens with these songs a lot, especially when you get into um, UK Jive, which we'll talk about next, but I think what happens is, yeah, uh, Ray has several themes that he that, that come up a lot in his Work. He recycles them. He he recycles them, and then I think what happens is, as you you start to hear these songs, he says everything he's going to say, and now he's just trying to find a different way to say it. Yeah. And sometimes on a song like "Working in the Factory," it really, really works. Yeah. It's very beautiful. What's your uh, What's your tune? Well, here's a song. It's going to be uh, the next track uh, on Think Visual. It's track number two. It's a song called "Lost and Found." Fantastic. And how this is not a bigger hit, and people yeah, don't know about. Yeah, this is fantastic. This is amazing. So let's listen to "Lost and Found." I remember when I bought this album, I think this is probably one of those albums that I bought on CD. Like it wasn't like I didn't buy the album and then get it on CD yeah, yeah. later. I think I bought this on CD immediately. And just that one-two punch of working at the factory mm-hmm. into Lost and Found. I find that there's there are songs on this album that I don't like, but if I listen to the album top to bottom, I do like them. You wouldn't pick out the track on its own, but it works. Right. But if I was if I was going to make a, a best of the 80s mix... Mm-hmm. I, I would. There are there are many many highlights on this album that I would pull out, mm-hmm. including the next one, which I like, which is called "Natural Gift." Oh, that was the one I was going to pick. Track nine. 
But don't give in. albums have like they, they're slapping that bass yeah crazy oh slapping the bass man. yeah uh, <laughs> Kyle you like bass right love it Kyle how does this how is this 80s kinks oh I like it do cool. you yeah you like it better than the other stuff we've played you so far um remember when he hears the kinks when we do this we, we're playing him the best of the what we feel are the best yeah. songs so yeah so yeah no I've liked I would say maybe the 70s were my least favorite time just with all the okay, with all the concept stuff. Yeah, even though there's some great tunes in there in the seventies. Are you? Would you? Is this a band you would explore on your own now, or would you? Yeah, I think so. He tried to the other day, couldn't do it. I was, I was just kept getting interrupted. Freaking work. It Fucking was just work. like every every time, like I would have to like it was like you oh work. I have to do this and I need my you working body. at the factory right? Well, working well, <laughs> for the man. Well, know? let me see if I can change your mind. There's a song on Think Visual that cracks me up. But I don't know if it's a good song. It's called Welcome to Sleazy Town. Is a cartoon wolf going to come out? Kind of. Listen to the words. One hand on the controller. One hand on the rewind. You can even watch it all in slow-mo Cause you just sit at home all day and out you got plenty of time But if you want some real life action and the video's too tame If you want to touch some heat but you don't know how to light that flame And if you want some satisfaction instead of studying the freeze frame I used to have this spot on Main Street, it was bouncing, it was hot. It was dark, it was dirty, but dull, it was not. Dull, it was not. Yeah. I do like that song. It's not a good song, but I, I just like that Ray does these characters. And, yeah, I know what you mean. He would s- rather sing that song than let Dave have another song on the album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's kind of true. Artwork for this episode, as all the Kinks episodes, have been done by... Uh, MK Amo. He does such a good job. Does a cool job. He's cool. Everyone's good. Everyone's good. One of a uh, one of the artists is uh, currently working up a new logo for the Rock Solid for Year Ooh. Seven. Wow. Yep. I like that logo though. Yeah, that was Aaron Gould did that one. 
that font that he uses, I, I never knew what that font was. And then he told me, uh, which is perfect for me and Kyle and you, because we're all Bond fans. That's the Skyfall font. Yeah. I like it. Yep. Yep. Love it. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to play one of the songs that uh, Dave wrote and sings on the album. This closes out the album. The song is called When You Were a Child. Yeah, I was, one one of Dave's best vocals. Yeah, I didn't even know it was him. I had to ask you, is that Dave? <coughs> and I said Dave's not here, man. What was it like when you were a child? Did you see the world in a different light? When the veil came down, I'm destined. Soundtrack is now available on Arista Records. I wish, um, I wish a label would pick these MC, these three MCA albums up and remaster them because nothing's ever been done with these since their original pressings. Maybe Rock Candy Records. Maybe Rock Candy Records. I don't know if this is in their wheelhouse, the Kinks or not. Do you have another song off this before we continue? I do have one. Of, it's one called "How Are You." If you oh, I love "How Are You." That's a great one. This yeah. is a great one, and this is another one where it's kind of a bittersweet. Yeah. Really, really nice uh, song. Let's hear this. Sounds like uh, it's been a while. Waterloo Sunset. I haven't seen you for at least a year or more. Or is it less I could be sure? Well, anyway. Pat is mouthing the words and doing characters. It's even better because you don't have any audio. <laughs> Mario's singing a video on his phone, so like it'll just be fast. Like, you're just like melting you Snapchat and you melting are, words. You are just <laughs> that's great. Uh, I will say you were doing a lot better lip syncing that than anyone on one of those NBC musical shows doing those. Thank those you. Look horrible. Thank you. You did great. I, I thought you were really singing to me, and it made me uncomfortable. I'm so a good to... lip sinker. You guys gonna go home and watch Dirty Dancing tonight, or is my no? <laughs> oh, it's a, the isn't it like a three hour live? <sighs> or as Nana Lucy would say, lip singing. Oh yeah. Hey, they're lip singing. How is Nana Lucy? Which makes a little more sense than lip syncing. It kind of does, I guess. I'm Same thing go. with like splitting image would make more sense than spitting image. Spitting image, yeah. How's Nana Lucy? She's good. She's worried about Trump and the neighbors. Yeah. What's wrong with Trump and the neighbors? Oh, I don't. Nothing wrong with the uh, with Trump. It's the neighbors that are the problem. All right. Well, I hope she's okay. Shout out to Nana Lucy. She doesn't know who I am, but God bless her. Who, Mario? <laughs> yeah, that's what you say, Mario. So, um, 
the second album to come out on the Kinks when the Kinks got to MCA, I think uh, MCA was smart. They had him do a live album. That way, they could get some of those Arista tracks live. That's what we were talking yeah, about. You know, what, it's a it's a cheap way to get yeah. into the greatest hits catalog yeah, because exactly. they're going to put out a live album. But there was one studio track. The album was called uh, "Live the Road," and um, the song's called "The Road." Ray wrote many, many songs about being on the road. I'm so glad you got this. this I was gonna, such I forgot great, to get it. This is such a great song, and they have fake. Applause at the end, but it is a studio and then, track. Yeah, yeah, and then it goes. The fake applause go in. I think to the first yeah. track of the the live. Do you have the CD? Yeah, I don't have the CD. Oh, fuck you. All right, I'll send it to you. Don't do that. I like this because he uh, name checks all the members of the band. Like uh, yours truly strums away with a slightly limp wrist on the road. <laughs> and they said, and then there's Mick, who Dave hates, and that's why he's not here. <laughs> they said Mrs. Avery's son. That's yeah. Oh. Don't look, Ray. If you're going to sing, don't say Mick. You call him Mrs. Avery's son. <laughs> if you say that fucking twat's first name, I'll fucking hit you in the head with a goddamn symbol. I call him E Mouse because I don't even like Mick. <laughs> yeah. I call him Prick. If you want to call him Prick Avery, I'm down with it. I oh hate Rocky because <laughs> I don't like the trainer. I only like the one after he dies. I hate Jagger, <laughs> Taylor. I won't. <laughs> I can't even. Think, I can't even. Can't even think of one. I don't like, even like slurs for Irish people. Even though I hate Irish people, I don't like the slur <laughs> because it reminds me of. I call them twats. <laughs> Reminds you of the drummer. <laughs> Who I hate more than Irish people. All right, here we go. We're moving into it. Let's do it. Let's, I got I to gotta be honest. I'm going to... Let's rip the band. You might want to pull up our sting, our seagull sting. Oh, no. Because for my money, if there's one album in the entire Kinks catalog that mm. deserves this... Let's hear it. Where, where is it? It's got its own playlist. Oh, it has its own playlist. Yeah. It's not in the drop. Nope. All right, ready? Hey, you. It's a Seagull Stinkaroo. <laughs> All right. Even though Mike Seagull's not here, and I don't even know if Mike even knows this album. God bless him. But 1989's UK Jive is a tough, tough listen. Mario, do you agree? Not only do I agree, I agree. It is, man, it's... Uh, 
You know, and I think it, 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 it's because of what we talked about before. I think um, Ray had said everything he needed to say. Yeah. And in every different way he could say it. Right. And I think at this point, and this, this comes three years Three after, years after Think Visual, yeah. So yeah. lots of time. Um, but uh, I, I just think that he, it, it treads a lot of familiar ground and in ways that, and I hate to disparage you know, any, I know I, you anybody else's work because yeah. what, have, what have I done? I have a right. I have a podcast where I talk about stuff other people have done and whether yeah. it's good or not. I mean, who am I? The worst song on this album is better than any song you or I could ever write. Exactly, and we were just saying we were saying that earlier. We said even a bad Kinks album is far better mm-hmm. than a lot of other people's you know you know best work. So and now you know what's funny though. I love the album cover. It is kind of a good cover. I love that album cover. It's it's got uh, very minimalist. It's very minimalist, but UK jive. You get it. Boots and a jacket. And yep. I like that the the uh, pocket square is a is a is a union jacket. I love it. Yeah, and, and the, the jacket's on a hanger. It's just it looks. It's I like that cover a lot. But uh, and this album uh, original release had ten tracks. Bonus tracks on the CD. There were two, so that makes twelve. The last three songs on the CD are all Dave tracks. They just get like, just buried, because by then you're you're you don't even want to keep listening. No, you don't. You don't even make it to the Dave track. And these Dave tracks, I don't like at all. It's, I don't, it's, I don't like not, any of these it's Dave not a tracks. Fun album. It, it, it sucks to say that because it, it really does. But let's let's flip this over. How many albums is this? Twenty two, twenty three. This is their this is their twenty third. So if there's one I don't like out of twenty three, they do maybe one. Bad album a decade, and bad album for them doesn't mean it's unlistenable. It means, you know, there's maybe, you know, there's not as, there's more bad tracks than good, and that happens maybe two or three times in their entire career. So I don't think it's a bad track record. You tweeted out this week that you were, uh, it's time to listen to UK Jive. So I pulled it out and listened to it. And then I was sending you track by track yeah, you rotation. Were, you were giving, you want, you want me to read the, uh, if you can find them. Yeah, but man, I, it's just, um, like, I, I'll never listen to this album again. You know what I mean? I'll never have a reason to. I know there's, like, two songs I like, and I'll put those on some best of mix, but it, I'll, I'll never listen to this album again. What cracked me up is that you uh, you, you stopped listening at one point, and then the, the next day you continued without any preview. Well, I drove off a bridge. Yeah, yeah. That's when I stopped listening. Uh, so you said... Uh, Aggravation is the first track. I, I said, uh, uh, you sent a picture and you said two songs in. And then you said, aggravation, not too bad, just too long. Boy, have I heard that before. Six minute uh, song. How do I get close? The single, I believe. I like this one. And then I said, I'm listening as well. You asked, which track are you on? I said, I just finished track one before I stopped for lunch. And you said, good call. You don't want to throw up. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah. And uh, you kept going. Uh, you said now and then did not touch your soul the way it should. Uh, what are we doing? You like it because it reminds me of a song that would have been on Think Visual. Right. Yeah. I got these. these this is what it's like to be Pat's friend. You get these texts. Just get these random texts during the day. All right. Let's. Uh, Kyle's fucking up again. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Sorry. So what's your first track on this? What do you want to hear? UK Drive. Uh, I'm going to well, throw I, it to you. You know, I like Aggravation. I, it, it does. It, I, All right. Again, a little, little lengthy, but yeah. it's a good way to start. The, you think things are going to go great when you hear this, this title right. track. Let's hear it. Mm. 
Life grinds on day after day In the city streets and motherways The tension spreads just like a plague Killing reason on the way Like wildfire it spreads through the nation Choking us with aggravation Not bad, it's fine. I just feel like State of Confusion covered this feeling more and better. What did you think? I liked it, but I could see where after six minutes of that. Yeah. No, they do like they do switch it up a little bit, the drums change. What the thing about the eighties kinks that's different than the other the other eras is the well, you know, they start doing things like You Really Got Me and All Day and All the Night. And then when the rest of the business kind of catches up, they go off and do like a folk English thing. Yes. And then in the early 70s when everybody else is turning it, getting heavier, they do Muswell Hillbillies right. and they do Lola. So the 80s is really the decade. They're kind of like Bowie where they sound like a lot of other bands that are out yeah. there. They're like, okay, they throw up their hands and say, let's try to fit in with what everyone yeah, else is you doing. Really, you start to see it on low budget when they're doing like yep. disco stuff. Like, But it kind of keeps happening throughout the 80s. Yeah. So it sounds very much of its time. Uh, and I think that's another problem with it because after a while, of, after you listen to four tracks that sound like the rest of the 80s, yeah. you know, or four albums, the you know, fifth one, you're like, okay, it's time for, let's switch it up. Now, uh, I'm going to tell you, Mick Avery also plays drums on one track on this. So maybe that was... Maybe that was the compromise. Ray said, look, we got to let him play at least on one song on each album just to keep him solvent, just yeah, to, yeah. so he has some, some money, money. Yeah, yeah, some sure. coming in somewhere. So, uh, I mean, I'm just speculating. Okay, my, uh, my song is uh, one of the singles from the album. It is How Do I Get Close. Living in a world where the flesh is Body touches body, but it's only skin deep. I can hold you in my arms every time that you weep. But we blast that emotional flow. Living on a planet full of emptiness. With maximum exposure, full of sleaziness. With the makeup on your face, can't disguise loneliness. With designer feelings are in. What do they know? Five minutes and seven seconds is long for a hit single. The uh, the tracks seem to get longer and longer as they go. Yeah, but I do like I, I do like that song. The 80s. I like it. What do you got next? Well, I have one that I just wanted to show an example of 
uh, a song that had been kind of covered, that Ray had covered before, a theme that he had covered before, and uh, had done it a little bit better on the album Arthur. He wrote a song called Some Mother's Son. Mm -hmm. This is a song called War Is Over. And it's not, again, not bad. Just Yeah, it's just yeah. not as good as what came before. And mm -hmm. Old soldiers talk about the battles fought To build a better world for me and you They sacrifice their lives to make a dream come true Now they're forgotten and remembered by so few The fighting ended many years ago The war is over The battle's won, but what is it? What's going on? We got a little... It's getting a little juice. <coughs> juice it up. Sometimes the not computers... Bad, not, not a bad little song. No. And I think uh, going over all of these, I think UK Jive for me, um, I didn't really explore the 80s kinks. And I realized later on, well, while I was doing this, you know, getting ready for this podcast, yeah. I realized that part of the reason why was because um, I, this is ex UK Jive is kind of like it, it crystallizes exactly what I was worried about, and that is I had heard everything the Kinks had to say, and you just don't want to see a band kind of fade into Peter repetition, out. like yeah. the Stones did it. You know, the Stones in the '80s, their output is not, you know, it's a lot of repetition and a lot of stuff that's, you know not as good as their earlier album. Yeah. And I found it to be a pleasant surprise when I sat down and listened to it, you know, track by track and really sat down and listened to the albums, that that wasn't the case. That Ray did find a new way to say the same things he was saying. But I feel like on this one, he's just kind of spinning his wheels mm -hmm. a little bit, maybe. Well, I'm going to play the song. It's probably the only reason this... Well, I'm a completist, so that's why it stays in the collection. But really, this is the only song that keeps it in the collection keeps the album on my shelf and this is track eight and it's called down all the days and then in quote in parentheses till 1992 which i don't know what that means i don't know what I, i'm not sure if there was an elect maybe a, an election in the uk uh maybe they were hoping that uh, things would change with uh yeah, thatcher I, leaving I, and i couldn't find um i couldn't i will tell you this that um stephen thomas uh of all music called this song a ham-fisted anthem. So that's not good. All Music gave this, two, this album two stars. Generous. <laughs> Go ahead and play this. Down all the days Though the past is just a blink away The future waits for me and you And generations yet to come And the future's bright tomorrow Illuminated by the morning sun Is for all the working people Need the ordinary man For assembly workers in the factories For farmers toiling on the land Down on the day All nations will unite as one yeah, it has to be, 
because he's so optimistic about the future, which is unlike Ray. Yeah. So it, it's, uh, I think maybe an election, I would have to think, would be the only thing that would explain that. Unbridled optimism. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'd be singing down all the days till 2018 and we can get rid of these <laughs> fucks. I'm sorry, what? What, huh? You don't have a, you have a lot of Trump followers? Do you have Trump supporters? Oh, I'm sure we have some. There's, and, it's, and it's fine. God love them. I mean, look, once you, get, once you throw out the three million fraudulent votes, <laughs> statistically, half of our followers would, you know, even more. That's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're here for that analysis. <laughs> all right, we're going to move into the 90s. Here so, we go. But before we do that, before we move into the LP from the 90s, they did release an EP I'm called, glad you covered this. Called Didya. And this was on Columbia, because now they're on Columbia Records, no longer on MCA. So I don't know if Columbia made them do an EP to test the waters of what they were going to do or not, but uh, this is a pretty solid EP, and I'm going to play the title track of the EP, which is called Didya. Went for a walk down the old King's Road to see if anybody was there. Sold Cadogan Square, and I remember myself in my tie-dye sweater and my hipster corduroy flare. As I knocked on doors and walked down one-way streets that led nowhere. Oh, did you ever think it wouldn't last forever? Did you ever think that it would get this bad? All right, that was uh, the song called Didya from the EP Didya. They do a uh, they re-recorded the song Days. There's I'm a looking. Re- I'm looking up Didya. So, uh, do you have the personnel on that one? Is it the same? It's uh, it's everyone but I- Ian Gibbons isn't on keyboard okay. anymore. Who's on? Who who do we get on keyboard? Uh, Ray's playing keys. Really? Yeah. I didn't know. He did. Also on um on UK Jive, no Ian Gibbons. Okay. It's just Dave, Ray, Jim, and Bob, and Ray playing keys. So Phobia comes out in 1993. This is the last full-length album by the Kinks. This is the one and only time I saw the Kinks. I saw them on this tour. How were they? Great. And the arena was about half full. Very sad. Where was it? It was in Merrillville, Indiana at the Star Plaza. And it was not a big place either. So... I mean, I saw Alice Cooper and Judas Priest there together, so I guess it was relatively big. But What were you doing in that part of the country at that time? Uh, well, I lived in Chicago then, and there was a, there was a comedy club at the, uh, at the Merrillville um, Hotel, or whatever the hotel was, but then they had Star Plaza Theater was right next door, so I would just drive there from Chicago. Nice. To see the kinks. Worth it. Heck yeah. Um, I did not know when I saw the kinks that night that stand-up comedian who I knew was opening for the Kinks. Had I known that, I would have met the Kinks that night. Who was that comedian? Uh, a comedian named Ken Severa. Oh, we, we, we've talked about Ken Severa <laughs> yes. before. His he name would, has come up. He would do a Harry Carey impression. Love it. 
and he was bombing horribly, <laughs> so bad. People like yelling at him, bring on the gate. And then. And Ray said to Dave, this guy makes me like you. <laughs> <laughs> makes he, me like Mick Avery. Then he went into his Harry Carey. Uh-huh. And this was before Will Ferrell was doing Harry Carey on Saturday Night Live or anything. And he's not even in the top 10. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then he's, now he's killing. He's killing with his Harry Carey. So he should get off after he's done with his Harry yeah, Carey. Yeah, you're, you're hot. Get no. out. No. He goes back into his shit material again and bombs. So anyway, I was at the yeah, deli. Yeah. I mean, so you never have to take a number. I was like, shut the F. Are you kidding me? What's, where's Ken now? I think we've, we've talked about him before, haven't we not? Yeah. Talks like this. Does he? Yeah. Ken Savara. <laughs> yeah. Um, where's he now? He still does stand up around the Chicagoland area. Love known it. for not doing his time. Yeah, they want me to close out with 45. I said, I'll do 32 and that's it. Oh, my God. I so, so you're doing a Harry Carey basically. Yeah, it kind of feels like he would talk like that all the time. But he didn't. Well, I mean, yeah. he, he might as well. Yeah. Because apparently people hate him when he doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so this is, uh, what was I going to say? 1993, March of 93. Here comes their last LP. 93. How many years ago is that? That's, what is that? 14 years ago. 24 years ago. Is that 24? 24 years ago. 24 years without King's music. New, well, we, we new did, King's yeah, music. New, so. What a horrible uh, world we live in. Do you want to start it off? I like uh, a little song called Wall of Fire. That is the uh, the first two. track's an opening that goes opening. into it goes, kicks wall. right into wall of fire. This 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 album has sixteen tracks. By on the it. way, this is a total U turn from uh, oh from UK Jive. From UK Jive. Yeah, th- again, this has sixteen tracks on it. If if you trim some fat off of it, if you want to, th- there's a great album here. Yeah, like there's a, there's a dynamite ten song. It's a album solid here. album. Yeah, but it, it again, yeah, some of the songs are a little too long. But yeah, uh, right. wall of fire. Let's hear it. This is a great tune. Kyle, what you like to do, and you, you did it during that song. You looked up Ken Severa on Twitter. Mm-hmm. What's his Twitter handle? 
It's at Ken Severa. I'm gonna. We're gonna follow. Well, I'm gonna follow. Spell Severa for me. S E. Yeah. R A V A. S E. Oh, Cervera. Sir. Severa. Sorry. S E. I just had it. S E V A R A. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Let's look everyone. it up. Let's look it up. There he is. Now that's okay. Now he look. hasn't tweeted since 2015. And and this this headshot that he has as his profile picture. First off, it's not a headshot. It's from his thighs up. This this would be the shot that he used in when he opened for the Kinks. I'm not I'm not kidding. That that is from way back then. In case you wonder, most of his tweets are about what's on the radio right now. Well, here's one. Here's May 17th. McCain is a traitor and a political idiot. Oh, wait. Is that? And his time has passed. He loves, he loves the Democrats and can't wait to do anything to hurt his party. I got that from May 17th. Oh, this is... I'm on the wrong one. Then. <laughs> what do you mean you're on the wrong one? Because there's one where he has he hasn't tweeted since May. No, that's him. That's the same. But it's the same. Look, it's the same uh, profile. That's weird. How did I, how did I see? Yeah, because now I'm there and I see that he hasn't tweeted tweeted since 2015. I have no idea. I don't know either. He is a fucking mess. Oh, maybe that's me. I don't know. I don't get it. He's just tweeting and deleting them. Yeah, there, I can oh, tell is that you. A pin tweet, maybe. No. Here's a, here's another here's another gem. The Chicago White Sox are a disgrace. That's his tweet. These are these now are very read, sin- now read it like Harry Carey. Yeah, the Chicago White Sox are a disgrace. Like it better. It's terrible. I can't even do Harry Carey. <laughs> I can, but not now. These are very much like uh like your dad's tweets. Yeah, they're they're on par with my dad's. Okay, tweets. this guy's a comedian. Not one funny tweet. Fly by night is on right now. On AM sure five sixty, the answer. Yeah, but that's not that's not Rush Fly by Night. I think that's a, a radio show. Yeah. All right. Enough Severa talk. It's boring me. It's boring me. Now right. you bring the Kinks out, and they sound amazing. That's true. Okay. Is this the song where I have three, a couple of different cues? Can be. Is it? There's one before it, but. It... Which one? Tell me the song that I have a couple of cues. What's it called? Don't. Don't. Okay, let's listen to... Uh, oh, don't's a good one. Yeah, let's listen to Only a Dream from Phobia. Standing by the elevator Feeling gloomy and down Waiting for the flashing lights To lift me up from the ground Then the elevator opened And I saw her standing there uh-huh. She had to be a young executive She looked so corporate and clean and I thought I'd seen her somewhere before On the cover of a magazine I didn't think she'd even look at me uh-uh. Or bother to glance my way But she actually smiled at me and said Hi, handsome, have a good day That's how I met my wife I must be dreaming You must be dreaming she looks at me. That's what everyone says I when I uh, when they met my wife Yeah, I love that song. That's again, positive Ray is always, and this song ends on a down note. It ends on a downer. It doesn't. Like, he doesn't get the girl, folks. Ray Ray's never gonna like. He you does out. not get the girl. What's your next tune? You know, I have a song on here that's, it's, 
so when I first heard it, I was like, man, this is this is kind of corny. And then the more I listened to it, I just I, it spoke to me. Okay. I hate to say it that way because it sounds so dumb. Okay. But it really did speak to me, and it's a song called "Still Searching." Oh, this is a nice song. And Kyle fucked it up. I'm still searching. <laughs> he found it. <laughs> Sounds like something like we're going to do a live reading of Tolkien or something. Oh, wait. We forgot to refer to him as Sir Ray. Yeah. Did you see Adios Pantaloons? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oregon of the Species. I don't know why, man. That song just... That's a good song. And, and, and there's a lot of emotion from Ray. I feel like yeah. that was coming from a place of... Uh, I think that was coming from a real place. Yeah, let's go. I mean, you, you played Wall of Fire, then the next song, Drift Away, is great. Still Searching's great. Uh, Phobia is kind of in that aggravation, state of confusion yeah, yeah, yeah. type of a song. Only a Dream, I played that. And now I'm going to play the next song, track seven, and I have three different drop-ins on this. Start at the beginning, and then you have to jump to this. This is called Don't. And this is basically... That's a great song. This is a great song. And I love this song. It's, if I'm going to sum it up, it's about how something that's tragic is bringing people together. It's, a, it's, a, it's something's... Ha- you'll, you'll find out. We're going to get the full story here. Walking around this metropolis With its buildings that reach to the clouds There must be millions of people out there Walking around with their heads bowed This city kills me, but it thrills me Now something's gone and held up the crowd They're pointing at a man standing high on a ledge And somebody just cried out loud Don't look down the people below oh, don't look down it's a long way to fall so we got a crowded city street people just hustling and bustling making their way to work no one's really engaging no one's really even looking up they're just and this getting, is before cell phones getting yeah getting getting where they need to go and then all of a sudden everyone notices that there's someone up on a ledge and he's going to possibly commit suicide. So let's hear the next drop-in of this song. Down here on the sidewalk, it stopped all our lives. People are talking instead of just 
So, I mean, self-explanatory. You don't need me to go through what just happened there. And let's do the last drop in. Let's see what happens. What made it happen? Yes, we'll never know. Now the sun's come out. Looks like he's standing on a rainbow. He's in the heavens. I'm standing on the ground saying, don't look down. I was just looking up while that was going on. Mm-hmm. Rolling Stone gave this. They, they they're doing like the, when they do their retro reviews. Yeah, four stars. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. I think when it originally came out, yeah, they gave it two stars. Yeah, it, it four stars. So, uh, but yeah, that's I. I was pleasantly surprised by this album because after UK Jive, I was expecting it to be more more UK more jive. UK Jive. But it's uh, they don't necessarily go out with a bang, but they don't. It's not terrible either. No, it, like if UK Jive would have been their last album, that would have sucked. Yeah. Um, also, this is the only album that Mick Avery does not play on any of the tracks. And we miss him. We do miss him. But he's still alive. But Rockin' P. Oh, no, he's, he's still He's with still us. around. But uh, you got another one off here? Were you going to play? Have, I have two. Are, are you going to? I got no more off this. Oh, you don't? But that's okay because I have the. The, I have the last two studio tracks from 1996. Okay, well, we need to we need to address something that uh, Kyle brought up before, and that is the relationship between Ray yeah. and Dave, and in possibly the most self-aware song Ray ever wrote. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing you you may have noticed is that uh, the Kinks are you know it's Ray and Dave, mm-hmm. but Dave gets a song and Ray gets a song, yeah. and they never really do duet. No, Dave will sing backup vocals, but they do. A duet on this song, on a song called Hatred. Parenthetically, a duet. So let's see if you can guess who this is about. And um, This is probably my favorite track on the album. Oh, cool.
it's pretty uh, cool that they agreed to sing that together. Yeah, and but it, it tells you everything you need to know about yeah. why 24 years later there's no Kinks reunion. Right. Um, they're the only band of that era that could still reunite. And they, and they won't. Yeah, I mean, they have more living members than The Who does. Yeah. Um, also, you and I, though, we were lucky enough, we saw Dave Davies perform. We saw Ray. We've seen Ray twice, you and I together. Mm-hmm. And probably see Ray again when he comes through with this new album. I hope he does come through. Um, also, there's a song on this, uh, on this record called Drift Away that Ray and Dave wrote together. So it almost seems like they were getting closer at this time period, but then maybe they broke up. Uh, and do you have anything else off this album? I do. We... I want if, if you want to give me a, a quick minute. I, there's yeah. a song on here I love. Okay. Because I love that Dave Ray is able. First of all, this song. Uh, this is the lost track. I, I mentioned this in a text, and you said, "Save it for the show." This feels like an out. This is a, the a, a track that would have dropped off of Huey Lewis of the New Sports. Um, <laughs> so it's a really your... goofy song, but yeah. Ray is able to hide some pretty wry social commentary in a song that's. Sounds like it's done by a, a cover band in a really, really crappy dive bar. It's called Somebody Stole My Car. So let's listen to that. There's your sound effect. You love sound effects. I do. Listen to that bass. Jim Rodford, he's my friend now. Last life in a big city. You beg for mercy, but you get no pity. Low life, zero mentality. Vandalized victims of depravity A fast food takeout mentality Where the dogs eat the dogs and the innocent bleed The city can't cope and the cops don't care There's fear in the streets and it's a jungle out there I don't wanna, don't wanna, don't wanna, don't wanna Somebody stole my car Somebody stole my So goofy, cool, and yet he. I hides. do like it. Yeah. It's great. It's catchy. You got that perky little bass going on. Mm-hmm. So in nineteen, now the last studio tracks, nineteen ninety four, they uh, they record a live album for people at Conk Studios, a small crowd. Some songs are acoustic, some songs aren't, and then they record two studio tracks to release on that double CD. So let's hear a little bit of these two tracks. The first one is called Animal. On reflection, it was not a wine on the wall. It was not a cut some bruises. By the putting out of hair, and the bloodying of nose, and the tearing up of clothes. What bums me out when I hear that is it sounds like they were getting back into a really cool groove. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that really, that sounds very kinkish. That is that sounds, a word? That sounds very early. That could have been on Muswell Hillbillies. Yeah. Uh, really cool. 
and uh, it's Ray looking back, and yeah. you know, as as he, he tries not to be sentimental, but you know, we it's there, and he, that's such a great sentiment that it wasn't yeah. all bad. They're actually we had some good times. Yep, but and they know it's coming to an end. And then uh, the last studio track is "To the Bone." Let's hear a little bit of "To the Bone." In the back of a record rack, there's an old double pack. Twelve inches and in black with an old crumpled cover, but every track is stacked. It's about his bone. And to the what? Takes me back Slide it in right to the top, right, White Snake? <laughs> This melancholy mood And every single move Cuts me to the bone Yeah, she rocks me to the bone I took her back to my bachelor flat While the stereo waved And then as it goes on, he kills her. No, he doesn't. Um, Killer's I mean, those two, those two, I mean, they were... I know. They were on to something and then I know, man. nothing. Damn. Well, Damn. Damn, Mario. You always leave them wanting more. All right. Well, look. This has been Or great. you can give the people what they want. Yay. There Yay. You go. Hey, right? Yay. Hey. Hey. I'll be opening for uh, Ken Severa. <laughs> Our, uh, <laughs> he won't be able to follow you. Even if you, even if you bomb, he won't be able to follow you. Uh, before we go, yeah. uh, first of all, I have an award for you. What? I have something for you, Mario. What you are you are getting this tonight. This is he's taking off his pants. The Mario Speedwagon. This award. is the Mario Speedwagon. This is your three time. What? This is your three time Kinks Award. Now, do you remember you and I went to see uh, a Kinks documentary called "Do It Again"? Yes, I do. And I do remember we sat next to. Shell Talmy, mm-hmm. the original producer of the Kinks. That's right. He would not shut up. <laughs> he just kept saying, I produced this. This was all my work. I did it all. Uh, but when I was leaving that night, I, uh, the director, Jeff Edgars, handed me, uh, handed me a poster. And I've had this poster forever and ever, ever. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to frame this. And I'm going to give this to Mario. What? Oh, my God. So this there is you fantastic. Go. So that's for you. I'm about to cry. I brought you a little Batman. Did you? <laughs> yeah, I threw that in the trash on the way in. But uh, that's your award for being here uh, three times. Oh, my and, gosh. And taking us through this kink's journey. Well, let me just, I had a we'll, speech prepared, but I don't know what I'm We'll hold that up in the picture. It is cool. It's, uh, the art is amazing. I'm and gonna, uh, that's definitely going to go on. I, uh, I think I might need it back. Okay, uh, yeah. No, it's just, I've had it, I've had it at my house, and I'm like, I'm not going to... I have I have the signed albums on my wall. Yeah. There's no place to put that. Why should it just be? How many kinks are on that? Uh, four. Oh, I get it. One, two, three. Um, well, first of all, <laughs> thank you very much. So I want you to hang that in your bedroom. See if your wife will let you. Well, I'm gonna. It's gonna be like ducks on the wall. <laughs> oh, baby, I can't ball with those kinks on the wall. <laughs> uh, That's fantastic. Thank you very glad, much. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. I think I it's am, pretty cool. I am. I am touched. Uh, so before we go, we are at Rock Solid Show. I'm at Pat mm-hmm. underscore Francis Kyle. You're at Kyle Dotson Funny. Yep. Uh, also, the job you work for right now, if you uh, want to give out yeah, there. Yeah, go and follow at This Is A-OK. We make funny stuff. You just did a voice of Dora the Explorer's oh, boyfriend. No. boyfriend in a, in a short. Hear, what was it? <laughs> it's called Dora the Grown Up. 
I have one line. Mario, you have the superiority complex. Yeah, you can you can follow me on Twitter. Some of your your listeners are kind enough to follow me. No, that's because um, they like you. You can follow me at Twentieth Century Man. That's twenty t h Century Man. I like the King song. That's my personal Twitter. And then um, my the show uh, account is at Soup Complex. S o u p Complex. I usually tweet when we have a new show going out. Or you can just go right to the uh, the website for the show. It's at superioritycomplex.podbean.com. It's a little pop culture podcast. We talk about movies, music. Uh, my co-host, John Sandy, and I, we have a nice crew out there. Shout out to Patrick, Jen, Justine, and Jake, and uh, John. All Jays, except for me and Patrick. But, um, I, Pat, honestly, I, I was thinking about this on the way over here. Uh, it's been about 10 years now. I started listening to a podcast called Never Not Funny, and the very first episode you were on, you told a story about murdering a nest of baby birds. Yeah, there was an accident. They were nesting outside of your house. It was an accident. It was one of the funniest things I'd ever heard. Thank you. And if you would have told me that I would be able to sit across from the guy that told that story, it made me laugh like that. From a birder. And, and, and talk to birder. Yep. <laughs> and talk about uh, one of my favorite, talk about my favorite band, period. And be able to share that with people and have them respond. And your your fans are great. Like everybody, I give we a shout a out. Li- we do have great listeners. Um, yeah. I, I cannot thank you enough. And Kyle, thank you for putting up with with me shenanigans, coming, our shenanigans, and eating cookies in front of me. Like you know, just just, ta- be, you just know, being Satan, making a lot of yummy noises Tempting. while you do it. But it, honestly, Pat, it's been fantastic, and I, I can't thank you enough. Well, uh, thank you for doing this, and uh, we'll, you will definitely be back. And uh, thank you to all our Patreon patrons. Uh, again, go to patreon.com forward slash rock solid podcast. Thank you to Andrew Rich for making uh, all the cool notes that he does every week. Kyle, how's that website coming along? It's good, actually. It's very close. Okay. So by the time this airs, it might be up. Sure. Yeah. I don't know when this is dropping. Yeah. Probably. Then yes. All right. Cool. So enjoy the new website. Uh, Kyle, play us out with let's hear Destroyer again. Let's play out with Destroyer. Yeah, it's a bad song, eh? Yeah, it's a good song, eh? Hey, man. In the headphones, mm-hmm. and then you and I are going to go over and put these in order. Yeah, yeah we're going to. That's a little bonus for all the Patreon. So if you sign up for Patreon, you get video content. You get video, ten dollars tearing up. Figure out the order. Yeah, what's the best? All right, let's do it. I know it's the worst. <laughs> Met a girl called Lola and I took her back to my place Feeling guilty, feeling scared, hidden cameras everywhere Stop! Hold on Stay in control Girl, I want you here with me But I'm really not as cool as I'd like to be Cause there's a red under my bed And there's a little yellow man in my head And there's a trip blue Inside of me, they keep stopping me, touching you, wanting you, loving you. Paranoia, the destroyer. Paranoia, the destroyer. Well, I fell asleep, then I woke, feeling kind of queer. Lola looked at me and said, Ooh, you look so weird. She said, Man. There's really something wrong with you One day you're gonna self-destruct You're up 
get down. I'll come.